Today's episode is sponsored by the Flipped Learning Global Initiative. BAM Radio Network. I want something that's both effective and fun. I think that's one of the challenges in education. So are students having fun in reciprocal teaching? Welcome to ASCD Learn, Teach, Lead Radio, where you'll hear engaging conversations between ASCD emerging leaders, leading authors, experts, and practitioners on the topics that matter to today's educators and impact the success of every child. Hi, I'm Kyle Hamstra. Tonight, we have author Lori Oskis via Skype, author of Reciprocal Teaching at Work, Powerful Strategies and Lessons for Improving Reading Comprehension. I want to dive right into these questions because this topic is fascinating. First of all, can you tell me what is reciprocal teaching? Well, reciprocal teaching is a comprehension discussion technique that has been around for several decades. And that some researchers named uh, Ann Palingskar and Ann Brown put it together. And it's basically a discussion technique that involves predicting, questioning, clarifying, and summarizing. I call them the fab four. In fact, I have renamed reciprocal teaching. When I work with students, I call it the fab four, and it's really caught on. So it's a a protocol for discussing and improving comprehension. So can you tell me um, why should teachers invest in reciprocal teaching? Why should they use this strategy? Well, a lot of people will say to me, well, don't we already predict, question, clarify, and summarize? Yes, you probably already are doing a pretty good job with those four strategies. But what's really wonderful about reciprocal teaching is that it's a metacognitive technique that teaches students to use four strategies in concert together just like we do every time we read. We don't just predict the whole time we read. We, we summarize, clarify, and question. So by doing this, what we're, we're doing is we're teaching students to use a strategy that's very powerful and natural. You can get some pretty fantastic results. If you look at Dr. Hattie's research, John Hattie says that it is a, a high-yield, low-prep strategy where you can get 0.74 in one year, which is pretty terrific. That's about two years' growth in less than a year. Why should teachers use it? It's effective, it's easy, you don't need any materials, you just kind of have to know what you're doing a little bit with it, and it works. I see that in some of my research here, uh, Dr. John Hattie has this on his list, reciprocal teaching, as one of his high impact strategies for teachers. Uh, Can you speak to that a little bit? Yes. Um, actually, Hattie looked at uh, a bunch of 800 different meta-analyses and, you know, he put together a lot of strategies of over, I think it's something like 150. And basically, this one is number nine. Oh, wow. Um, people can do and get a lot of growth in, in a short amount of time. So it's very powerful. What, what makes it different is that you're teaching the strategy separately for a moment. But in order for the lesson to qualify and be called reciprocal teaching, it must include all four strategies in one sitting. So for example, if we're reading an article, we are all going to predict, question, clarify, and summarize with parts of the article so that by the end of the lesson, we've done all four. And what the researchers have found when uh, we do this is that you get better results by using the four in a package. It's, it's natural and it also involves talking. Um, if the teacher's only talking, it's not going to work. It has to be all four strategies, the teacher allowing students to talk either to partners, 
or work in teams as they look for words to clarify, questions to ask, and ways to summarize. Something that will guarantee success is that the teacher has to model. So usually we'll pick a word or pick a place to ask a question um, so that the, the students will see what good questioning looks like. So this reciprocal teaching sounds like a discussion strategy to improve reading comprehension. It sounds to me like it's very research-based and effective. But if I'm an educator in the classroom, uh, especially with uh, ELA or teaching reading strategies, um, I want something that's both effective and fun. I think that's one of the challenges in education. So are students having fun in reciprocal teaching? Picture this. I've got kindergartners on the floor around me and we're conducting a read aloud and I tell the students we're going to do the fab four of the day and we have a little hand signal for each of the strategies. So I stop every few pages and say, what are you thinking now? And they show me I have for predicting it's a crystal ball and they pretend they're rubbing their crystal ball. For questioning, they hold up their fists like a microphone. When they uh, clarify, they hold their hands like a pause button uh, on a remote control. They hold two hands up. For summarizing, they make a lasso um, like they're a cowboy or cowgirl rounding up the main ideas. So I have characters that I use <laughs> and gestures. And although it sounds kind of hokey and, and silly, um, obviously little children love it. Even older students love it too, because it's uh, a wonderful way of, of getting the students engaged and it's more memorable. When I first came up with the idea of using characters and props and gestures, I did it with sixth graders and they loved it. We also use scaffolds for each of them so that when the students are predicting, um, they turn to a partner and they use language frames. When we clarify, we use language frames so that uh, we're scaffolding the language for the students. But the kids have a lot of fun doing it. And I'm in classrooms K-12 all the time, helping students, watching students, and they really love turning to one another, even taking on the jobs in book clubs. So someone's the predictor, someone's the questioner, the clarifier, and the summarizer. And they read a chunk of text and stop and lead the discussion using their, their various jobs to keep them engaged. So students love to talk to one another. That's engaging. And the power of talk deepens and improves their comprehension. That sounds fantastic. With the world today and media coming in all different formats, um, how can we use reciprocal teaching to help students comprehend different types of reading materials. The good news about reciprocal teaching is that it does work with any materials that you want to use. Uh, we use it all the time with online. In fact, there's a lot of research that uh, Donald Liu has done in the area of internet reciprocal teaching. Um, so it can be done with mm. online materials as well, especially in the predicting phase. Think about it. We want students to look at the source and predict, is this a good source? Is this a source I can trust? Uh, we use it all the time in classrooms with digital text, as well as with short text, close reading, poetry, guided reading. It's one of my favorite ways to bring students up to speed uh, is using it with small groups because it's a nice protocol that keeps the, the lessons moving forward. But it works with novels, newspapers, any kind of text that you want to put in front of kids, you can use reciprocal teaching. Um, how can a school or a classroom best yield results? Does it take a long time or is this something that can be done in isolation or in segments or in a one-month period? It doesn't matter 
what materials you're using. What matters is that you use it consistently and that you have students do it several times a week because obviously, just like an exercise program, if you only do it once a week, you're not going to get results. So normally what I'll do is say, you've got to do it at least two to three times a week with your students and you should pick what works for you. So for example, if you can't really fit it in, you're using a basal program or some other um, curriculum and you feel like you don't have time for one more thing, you use the materials you have and pick maybe, okay, I'm going to do this during um, when I introduce the social studies text. We're going to use it for five of the pages. Or we're going to use it for poetry twice a week for to add fluency as well to the, to the mix. So it's a really great way to engage kids with the text you already have, but do it several times a week and mix it up. Sometimes kids work in partners to work through the strategies. Sometimes they take on jobs in groups of four. And other times you might do a read aloud and just pause throughout and let students respond quickly in writing, not for long, but then to talk to one another. Thank you, Lori. If I wanted to do reciprocal teaching. How can I get started? Well, the best way to get started is just to jump in. Don't wait until your students uh, know all four strategies. I usually just say, what do good readers do? And then they list strategies on the board. And I say, well, here's four we're going to focus on. Predict, question, clarify, summarize. And I pick a high interest read aloud. And I predict with the students, have them turn to a partner and predict. Then we read a little bit of it and pause and I'll say, okay, now let's think of something we're wondering. Let's ask a question. What could a teacher ask on a test? Uh, what sentence here could we take and flip into a question? Uh, what else do we want to ask about? Then we read a little more and we pause again. And when you get to clarify, we choose words that we think are tricky. I usually use the frame, I didn't get the blank, so I blank. I didn't get the word, whatever it is, so I Here's how I did it. I chopped it up. I reread. I read on all those good strategies. And then last but not least, we summarize and we have the students do that. One of my favorite strategies for that is to have students choose their favorite part. We call it a favorite part strategy or a favorite part um, summary. They sketch a little photo or a little picture of what they liked best and then in, with their team put them in order of the text. But Getting the students involved quickly and um, easily, it works well. I would start with a read aloud or poetry or short articles. Those are the easiest ways to get it going in your classroom. Wow, thank you very much. To get a copy of Lori's book, Reciprocal Teaching at Work, Powerful Strategies and Lessons for Improving Reading Comprehension, go to ASCD.org. You've been listening to ASCD Learn, Teach, Lead Radio. This program is produced by Accretive Media for the BAM Radio Network. Thanks for listening.